Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. 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 Picture at Los Angeles 2018. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I'm, who am I, Carrie? Hey, Challen Scott. That's right. And who the fuck are you? And I'm Carrie Doherty. I was going to say Carrie Doherty because you But you know, I don't, I don't like to veer. I like to have a, this a uniform opening. This is a podcast opening. where we watch an episode of The Golden Girls and then we talk about it. And fasten your seatbelt, slut puppy, because this ain't going to yes. be no cakewalk. It's the quote from that episode. This hour, I'm so excited. We just watched season seven, episode 10, Rose Loves Miles, which aired on November 16th, 1991. Oh, George H.W. Bush was still president. Jodie Foster just like had a moment with Anthony Hopkins in Silence of the Lambs. Everything was happening. And this was another week that B. Arthur took off. Oh, B. Arthur. Yeah, B. Arthur was just like, gotta go do something with my face this week. I don't know what she did. She left. She started the episode in a yellow, black, weird sort of like... Like, not a do-rag. What is the rag like that, that Norma Rae wore on her head? Like, just like a regular rag around her head? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, just like a... Like the bandana Like rags. a bandana. A bandana, that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. It was like a bandana coat. We have a we have a guest in, and he's not a guest on this episode, but he's in the same room. I've talked about him before, Michael, and he's whispering, what is it? It's Paisley? a Paisley? Paisley. He it says a pa- it's Paisley. Paisley's not a pattern. Oh, it is a pattern. It's a Paisley Paisley pattern. But it's like a bandana. It's a bandana. Guys, Michael is a designer. He was on Project Runway, so he's correcting all of our fashion mistakes. As As he should be. He's literally sitting in front of us. Yes. With tools in his hand. I feel like we're teasing him by not letting him be on. Tools. (laughs) He's like, no, I don't want to. You guys are fine. Yeah. He doesn't want to be a part of this sinking ship, is what he's saying. Yes. Yeah. It's been a minute since you and I have seen each other. Yeah, because because you were moving and mm-hmm. I was like moving stuff. And it's like a whole. We it's had been a, a whole, whole thing. Thing, but it's so great to be back. You it's look great different. To see you. you look totally well, different. You transitioned. I'm, I'm glowing because I literally came straight here from Norman Lear's house. That's right. Norman Lear, the creator of Maud on the family and so many other good times. The Jeffersons, one day at a time. Did he do good times? Sanford and Son. He didn't do good times, no. Um, Yeah, I just spent uh, like two hours at Norman Lear's house. We smoked a cigar together. 
It was for the IMDb show. It's we, not healthy, Carrie. I, I didn't care. Like, I, and I keep, I kept it. I'm going to put that cigar in a shadow box. Uh, but uh, it was amazing. It was a dream come true. And uh, I'll definitely share the segment whenever it goes up. But um, we did talk a little bit about B. Arthur. Yeah. Uh, I asked him if he thought any of his other shows would ever be rebooted since One Day at a Time was rebooted and is amazing. Uh, and he said that he doesn't think so, uh, especially with Maude and All in the Family, because you will never, ever get performers like well, that ever I again. I disagree with him. I mean, the Maude one, of course, you can't, you, there's no remake of Maude, really, at least not in the way that it was. Mm-hmm. But All in the Family, I think, is ripe for like an urban remake, having a having a sort of a black cast or Hispanic cast, I feel like that is a perfect show for to be huh. able to be rebooted. Maybe you should pitch it to And I heard that him. they were doing that. Oh, I haven't heard anything about yeah, it. Well, if he didn't say anything about it, then I guess they are, because he no, would know. No, they would have to get Norman's permission. Yeah, but I think it's sure. a great show to reboot. I mean, you could probably even do Maude. Norman needs to think outside the box. <laughs> I don't. I think Norman may have just you know shot himself in the foot with that one. I think he's doing just fine. I'm sure he's doing <laughs> fine. I'm just saying he's not. He's, he's limiting himself creatively. Okay, maybe. Yeah. He's got other stuff going on. He's got plenty of projects. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Dorothy, I mean, th- I love this episode. I love I this too. episode. It's fun. I mean, it's we get to see Rue McClanahan on a fucking donkey. Yeah, in Runyon Canyon. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Dorothy is going on like a cruise with Lee. Mm-hmm. She's, get- she's getting some booty this season. Ooh. Yeah. She's very excited to be She's only working one day this week. That D. Uh, and she leaves Blanche in charge of Sophia. Yeah. Which, I mean, and that's where the line, as you know, it's like as soon as it happened, as soon as Dorothy was leaving, I think we both said, Fasten your seatbelt, slut puppy. Yes. Like, because it's just such an iconic moment. And the thing is, like, Estelle Getty in this episode, in the seventh season, you can kind of tell moments of, and we've talked about this before, but like, that she's a little bit slower and everything. And even in her, some of her movements in this one, like when she grabbed the door or when they're going through the box and sort of she's waiting for the line for Rue McClanahan to say the line about the letter or something about the letter and it sort of cues her off or something. She's a little bit slow. It is oh, hard to Oh, I didn't notice that at all. I, I actually, did. I think she's very funny and quite charming. I think she's totally funny and charming. They're just things that I'm noticing that she's gotcha. not as quick as she was. Yeah, I didn't notice it, but I do love that uh, Dorothy gives uh, dog-like instructions to <laughs> Blanche right in front of no Sophia. No liquids after 10. Lots to be fed twice a day. Walk around the block. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. But it's then funny. it's great. Sophia comes up and she's like, you're talking about me like uh, like I'm an animal. And then, uh, and then she, she smells Blanche. Blanche. You've been with a man, haven't you? Which I wonder, Frasier, like, I don't know if Frasier... After I've had sex, I mean, Frazier's usually in the room when I have sex, but I don't know if Frazier's able to tell by scent that I've had sex and if that changes anything in Frazier's behavior. Oh, interesting. I mean, it might. Frazier's very happy after he poops. So maybe, maybe it's that. Like maybe when he's randomly happy, that's, I don't know. I don't know. When me and Stan, I know, I don't want to, I'm not going to get graphic because I know that that's, that's uh, for you. Get graphic. No. When when Stan and I are uh, romantic, having intercourse. When we're um, when a penis goes into a vagina. When we're intimate. Yes. Uh, I think our dog thinks we're hurting each other. Really? <laughs> he gets stressed out. Is the dog in the room? Yeah. 
Really? Yeah. He. Because a dog's something, and you have rooms. I don't have rooms. Like, you could just shut the door on the dog. Yeah, we have before. We just moved into a new place. So. Is, is the dog in the bed? <laughs> Sometimes I think, ah! yeah, he jumps up. <laughs> That's like that Diane Keaton movie where she has sex with Liam Neeson and the boys and her kids in the bed. And it's like a whole thing. Like, you're terrorizing this dog. I mean, no wonder this dog doesn't let let people hug you guys. He could go in the other room if he he wanted to. Why would he wouldn't want? Nobody wants to go in the other room when people are having sex. Everyone wants to. Oh, I do. No, you want to be in the corner, just kind of watch a little bit. But y'all are the freaks that are letting it happen. No, I would I would politely go downstairs and like turn on scandal and just put it up really loud to be like I didn't hear anything. Nah, you're making your own scandal. Wompity bump bump. Anyway. Here is something else interesting about this scene. When Dorothy leaves and she's like, oh, tell Rose bye for me. Yeah, that's a weird setup. I want, and I know that it's because Rose comes home from a date with Miles, but I, in my head, every time I see this episode, and I'm, I'm always so curious to know why wasn't B. Arthur really in this episode this yeah. week. And the fact that her and Rose didn't have any screen time at the beginning, I was like, oh, maybe she and Betty were fighting. And I mm. realize I'm just adding fuel to the fire about the rumors. Maybe Betty shat in a bag, set it on fire, and put it on B's doorstep. Maybe. But, yeah. <laughs> you, you said maybe as if, like, that's a possibility. Yeah. Sure, H. Allen. You're such a... She might have. I mean, who there. knows? Maybe Betty was the prankster. Oh, Betty was totally there's it's so fun to watch interviews with all of them, especially in the first season. And Betty like cracks the joke about the broads or whatever, like just a bunch of broad. I mean, girls, women live in like, and it's like such a cheesy <laughs> joke. And it's you can tell B. Arthur's just like, I want to shoot you in the face. I tell you what, though, if if B, if Betty, if Betty White had gotten a bag of dog poop and, and put it on her door on fire, I guarantee you she would have made sure that that dog poop was collected in a humane way. <laughs> yeah. Yes. PETA. Hashtag PETA. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so Dorothy leaves. We'll see her at the end of the episode. Fine. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Fine. So our other story in this episode. 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 Ed Sullivan (laughs) over here. It's been a day. She meets Norman Lear and she goes back 40 years. I know. I can't even. (laughs) I got to tell you, for 95, like he's he's sharp. Wow. Well, I'm 96, so thank you. You look almost as good as him. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, he gave me a hug afterwards, too, and a kiss on the cheek. It was we so sweet. We all know you met Norman Lear, It was Carrie. so sweet. <laughs> I, was, I put you and Alaska and Elliot on a group chain. Oh, I know. We I were, was like, oh, hey, guys, whatever. Just heading over to I Norman like Lear's house. Alaska's response four hours later, because Alaska's probably very busy doing Alaska things, and all of a sudden it was just like, claps hands, claps hands, because everyone was just like, we get it, Carrie. You're happy. <laughs> Happy. <laughs> we get it. You have sex in your bed and your dog watches. Your dog we get watches. It. You have sex. You meet Norman Lear. What's next? You marry Betty White. Oh, can you imagine? Let's get back. To the All episode. right. So <laughs> Miles is a cheapskate. Miles is a fucking piece of shit. I, I know hate you Miles. don't like Miles. Rose loves Miles. H. Allen hates Miles. I hate Miles. I want Rose to ditch Miles and go to with another. Go with the cheese man. The cheese man's even better than Miles because at least he has color to his life, to her life. Isn't, the cheese man is dead, though. Yeah. I don't know. He wasn't dead. He was arrested. Oh, he was arrested. That's yeah. right. That makes more sense. Yeah. No so, one dies. 
So Rose is, uh, so basically he's like taking Rose to the early bird specials on the bad side of town. Which I'm all about. The Cheesecake Factory has a has a happy hour. You can get, everything's like $10. Oh, I am not above a Chili's. I will go to a Chili's. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, and she said, uh, Rose says she almost got mugged. And Miles is like, almost doesn't count. Which made me think of that Brandy song, Almost Doesn't Count. Do you remember it? Oh, no. I only think of Brandy as a murderer. I don't know anything else about her. It was vehicular manslaughter. Murderer. No, I know. Okay, we don't need to talk about Brandy. Though, The Boy Is Mine is a lovely duet. That is duet. a good one. And the Sitting Up in the Room one from the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. Ooh, mm. that is good. So anyway, Miles is the kind of guy who puts food in his pockets and yeah. saves it for later. Which and I do too. If I go to a hometown buffet, I am bringing some rolls home. Yeah, rolls, sure. But you're not going to put like spaghetti in your pants or anything i wouldn't put it in my pants but i perhaps would bring a glad container with me to put something in if i if i brought in a bag i'm not i would do that you could maybe do like a ziploc kind of thing yeah i'm not above it i think like a glad container is like a little too it's not discreet sure white lady i'm all about it (laughs) i'll do it but i i i don't i don't judge miles for doing this i judge miles because he's lame and rose can do better i will say i find it offensive that miles takes rose to AA meetings for free refreshments because that is offensive because those you know what i mean like I've been those, those I, people are there to, you know, the, those people are there because they're committed to getting clean and like for you to go oh, just see, to take their free food. Carrie, that's wonderful and all. I've been to AA meetings and you're a nice person. I have too. I've been to NA meetings. AA with a friend. meetings do not have good treats. That's not where oh. you go to get free treats. You know, you go to a church service mm. there. You go to a, like a temple service, mm. at, at a temple, like a Shabbat service on a Friday night. Ooh, you were getting bread. You were getting good cookies. Sometimes you're even getting cake. Oh, wow. Yeah. With at like Catholic de- mass, all de- you get is co- the body of Christ. Exactly. Mm. Who wants to eat the body of Christ? I mean, that's a gay bar on a Friday night. Yeah. But. Nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> See what I did there? That was great. That's the only body I have Christ I want to eat. So Rose is complaining to Blanche yeah. that Miles is tight. Mm-hmm. Can I just read Blanche's? Please. Oh, dear God. I love this so much. She tells her Miles is tight and Blanche goes, and you guys are all saying this along with me, so shout it out in your cars or from your cubicles or wherever you are. Drive safe. I love a tight man. Tight man with cast iron pecs, thighs that could choke a bear, a butt you could eat breakfast off of. Then the two of us would, Rose, when did you get in? <laughs> She's like, no, Blanche, I've been saying that Miles is tight. I love a tight man. Good God, is have that woman funny? Have you ever breakfast off a butt? No. I have. I've had like, like I've had things on a butt before. But not like French toast or. Nothing syrupy. Although, I've, and I've talked about this in the podcast before. It's a Vice article. You can go read it. But honey in the butt area. I've had that. That's not a good, not a good idea. Hmm. Oh, ants. We talk about ants. ants. Fear of ants. Yeah, in my butthole. Fear of ants in your butthole. Uh, So because Miles is freaking frugal, as Rose puts it, um, Blanche tells her she should dump him. Yeah. Which I agree. I am all on board with that. But more for the more for the Samuel Plankmaker, Nick Carbonet. You know how Mm. you know where I stand on that. Yes, I do. Meanwhile, deep pregnant pause. <laughs> meanwhile, 
Uh, Sophia is making a ruckus. Mm-hmm. Sophia is like tearing apart the closets in the house. We are Nothing. hearing things crashing. What are you doing, old woman? Nothing. Nothing. I think she's adorable. Nothing. Uh, so anyway, so Sophia brings out this box. Mm-hmm. I also I love the moment where Blanche is like, you know, you live under my roof, and while you do blah blah blah, and Sophia just goes, ah, live under this. God, I love it when Sophia is rebelling against the man. She is yes. raging against the machine. So Sophia basically found in this box her original bucket list, mm-hmm. which was to lose 200 pounds. Which I'm so proud of her. That's amazing. That's a feat. I don't know how she carried that around on her tiny frame. But yeah, that's, I don't either. That's like that lady from Poltergeist, like the fat lady at the end about going into the light and the shit. The woman that would taste the rainbow. T- that is, was her. Is that yeah. What, is she taste, what's taste she the would, rainbow? Don't you remember the Skittles commercials? Skittles, taste the rainbow. Was that her? That was her. Oh, I She don't. was also in Teen Witch, remember? She was also like, in you're a Picket teen Fences. Witch. She was on Picket Fences with Tom Skerritt and Kathy Baker. Uh, my picket fences. She basically, that's how she. <laughs> Don't go into the light, Carolyn. Don't go into the light, Carolyn. Put on the glasses slowly. What has this podcast become? <laughs> have you, um, have you ever had, is there anything that you want to do before? Have my accomplish? house ever been at a poltergeist? Yeah, have you ever had a poltergeist? <laughs> um, is there, do you have a list of things you want to accomplish before you die or things that you want to do before you die? Nah, I mean, I don't want to bring up the whole cancer card and shit, but like when you get cancer, you kind of stop thinking about those things and you're just sort of like, mm, I'm going to have M- peanut M&Ms today and not care about it. Yeah. Live in the moment. Yeah. It's you, kinda... know, you know who likes to live in the moment? Who? Norman Lear. <laughs> 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 Earlier today, I asked... TV sitcom legend Norman Lear. Oh, you met him today. I met him today. Interesting. We didn't know that. Uh, if he could go back in any time and point in his career and be a fly on the wall, what would it be? And he said mm. he wouldn't because he likes to live in the moment. Mm. So that's, you know, it's really easy for millionaires to say that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just come keeping on. It real. He, Just worked, keeping he it real. worked hard. Sure. He he's did. still, he's never going to retire either. That's, that's another thing he'll never do. So anyway, one thing on Sophia's bucket list is yes. that she wanted to make amends with Guido Spirelli, mm-hmm. who the man, was, she was her first husband. Yes, whose marriage, you know, they, it was annulled. Yeah. Um, so Blanche tells her to go to her room and write him a long letter. Long letter. You know, take two, three days. Yeah. And Sophia, she sends Sophia off to write the letter. And then Blanche is like, oh, I just wish Sophia were my own mother. Then I could put her in Shady Pines. Zinger. 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 Crowd laughs. So then Blanche continues on with her quest of giving people good advice. Mm -hmm. She says that Rose should cheat on Miles. Yes. Which, you know, I support. Because I'm not about this whole, like, heteronormative idea of dating and love and relationships and Mm -hmm. whatever. Like, sleep around. Get some dick on the side. Come back to Miles. If Miles is making you happy in sort of a life way, great. Get some better dick on the side. Come back to Miles. Like, don't necessarily conform to this cheap road show that Miles is taking you on. But do you He probably think- doesn't even eat her out. Just saying. <laughs> well, he would because it's free food. Wow, that high five lived up to the joke. That That was that was that was a a solid high five. I wish I wish this were a video podcast. Then I guess it would just be a show. I don't. They'd see me sweating. Oh man. Um. Ah shit. What was I gonna say? Uh, So Blanche says that Rose should cheat on Miles. She should cheat on Miles. Oh, but do you think that? Rose, that it's something that should that Miles should be aware of. Like, do you think it should be a mutually agreed upon open relationship 
in a well, respectful way. Yes, I do. But I also think that, you know, Miles is a boring piece of shit. So, like, if someone's going to rip that Band-Aid and, like, get that, get that shit moving, well, then Rose has to do it. Go sit on a dick. Tell Miles about it. Miles is going to get pissed off, and then he's going to see what he's been missing out because he's a piece of shit, and he's going to come back and try to come up with an arrangement to keep Rose in his life. Now, say all of that great advice again, but in the same sing-songy voice that Rose says when she goes, I'm going to cheat on Miles. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, I love when when Blanche is um, tr- like enti- enticing uh, Rose with like basically nice things that she could do that like Mm -hmm. cost more than eight cents. Um, She's like, you know, you could do this, you could do this. And Rose is like, you mean shit? Like they're talking about going to the nice restaurant. She's like, Rose is like two of Blanche's friends from Florida. Yes. Or from Texas. Yes. Yeah. And Rose is like chefs who don't wear pirate hats, (gasps) which I think is a reference to Captain Jack's seafood shanty where Mm. Sophia worked and had a 16 year old boss. Yeah. So anyway, Rose decides she's going to cheat on miles they go to a she restaurant. Does, she's not really cheating. She's no, just going on she's a on group a, she's outing on a with double her friend. Date. Yeah, it's not even a date. It yeah. It's she's kind getting of a double food date. and nice clothes. I guess. Can we talk about? I want to talk about two things in this scene. One, are it's like we're supposed to know that this is a a really upscale restaurant. Mm-hmm. Because of the giant chalices of shrimp cocktail yes. on the table. Yeah. And that the men that they're with are rich because one is wearing like a gold, like he looks like an oil tycoon. He's wearing like a gold bolo tie. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he must be a rich Southern oil man. I mean, how else do you show rich? I mean, that's how you show rich, I guess. That's how you show rich. Yeah. You know? Things you don't need. Bolo ties. Yeah. Or one of the guys could have been like, oh, man, I have to take my wallet out of my pocket and put it on the table. It's so fat because I have all this cash in it. Mm-hmm. I had to get spine surgery because my wallet was throwing me out of line. That's how much that's how thick my wallet is. Yeah. It ruined my back. Yeah. It's so thick. Yeah. That went in a lot of directions. Yeah. But anyway, that shrimp cocktail did look good. I do love a shrimp cocktail. Yeah. But its coldness freaks me out. I like I like food warm unless it's cereal. Oh, I love I yeah. I yeah, I need my milk to be very cold for my cereal. Yeah, oh that's the only food that I really, really love. Cold, cold, cold. And ice cream, of course. I was but say I, ice I don't cream. really care about ice cream that much. I'm I'm more like give me cereal over ice cream any day. Yeah, I'm pr- I'm okay with a room temperature fruit. Like a room temperature apple, yes. Oh yeah. Michael and I today literally had a fight at Costco over getting frosted mini wheats or cinnamon toast crunch. Mm. And I was like, Frosted mm. Mini Wheats is like a dessert, but it also has a health factor to it because it has Five grams of protein in it and lots yeah. of fiber. Whereas Cinnamon Toast Crunch is delicious, but also has whole grains in it because it's made in a new way for the new modern era. We went with Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's good. I may ask you for a bowl before I leave. Really? We could do that. Yeah, okay. I'll have one with you. Great. I mean, I was going to eat some dinner, but I'll have that as a dessert before. So while Rose and Blanche are on this date with um, bolo ties, yes. um, Miles comes in. Because he's getting his day-old eclairs or whatever, or bread or... I will say, as someone who grew up eating a lot of eclairs, a day-old eclair, that is not a pastry you want to eat after a day. Really? It's already kind of dry and stale to begin with. When we were kids, we were so fucking 
poor that my mom would go to, they had these Wonder Bread stores where you could get day-old stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like day-old treats that just they couldn't sell in stores anymore because it was whatever expired, so my mom would go and get that. Ooh, we would get the pies and the Hostess cupcakes and the Twinkies and the bread and all the good stuff. Yeah. And it was all expired. But you know what? We ate it. We didn't know any different. The green stuff, we just thought it was St. Patrick's Day all year. (laughs) Turns out it was just mold. It was mold. (laughs) But your immune system is so great right now. Yeah. You could literally spit the bubonic plague on me and I wouldn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's an amazing thing to be able to say. Don't do that. Uh, so Miles shows up, catches Rose, sort of, mm-hmm. um, and Rose apologizes and says, I didn't mean to eat behind She has back. nothing to apologize for. I know. But do you notice how as Miles storms out, like the Mater D just like happen, like tosses the box of eclairs into his bag mm-hmm. as, as he's on his way out? Yeah. Um, Is an eclair like a donut that's like filled with cream on the inside? No. Well, it's like. It's it's oblong in shape, so it kind of looks like um, you know, like those donuts that are. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. I picture yeah. a Boston cream pie, but I'm in the you. shape of yeah. like a fat worm. It's like, yes, I'm with like you. Like a cannoli yeah. or a manicotti. I'd eat those the next day. Yeah, I mean, oh, I'm not going to turn down an eclair. I'm just saying, like, if he's going to an Italian restaurant, like you could get a cannoli, and it would probably still be just as hard and dry. That's my but drag in eclair, name. You've got <laughs> hard and dry. Hard and dry. <laughs> You're full of them tonight. I uh, am. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> Gotta get them out. Uh, so the next morning over breakfast, yeah. <clears throat> Blanche is wearing the most gorgeous negligee gorgeous. over a white nighty. Gorgeous. And um, she's eating, about to eat breakfast, and she's like, "Oh, that's right. I gotta feed the old lady." <laughs> And learns that um, Sophia has left for Sicily. (laughs) And used Blanche's credit card. Mm -hmm. No, Rose's. Rose gave her her credit card. Uh, There's also a great line where um, they're talking about how Dorothy's going to be super pissed um, because she lost Sophia. And Blanche is like, remember what Dorothy did when you lost her keys? And Rose (laughs) is like, she uprooted a mighty sequoia. (laughs) It's so funny to think of Dorothy's powerful man hands as being yeah. like, Bleh. I know. <laughs> Where are my keys? Yeah. I bet. Wouldn't it be amazing if it was the Frida Claxton tree? And they were like, no. <laughs> we worked so hard for After that. After all this. A lady died for Frida that tree. Frida died for that tree, Dorothy. I get angry when I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> my keys. Oh, here they are. <laughs> they were underneath the couch the whole time. Oh. It's wicker. <laughs> <laughs> you are... Having yeah, a moment. Yeah. Um, Blanche calls Angelo. Yes, Uncle Angelo. Uncle Angelo, and is, has him come over. Yeah, like it's been a minute because she was in her pajamas, and then Blanche is fully dressed, and yeah. Angelo comes <clears throat> over with like a box of chocolate. So like and Angelo flowers. stopped at a store. Yeah, she could have just asked him over the phone. Hey, do you know where Sophia might be in Sicily? She yeah. didn't need to call Angelo. Cause then Angelo. Well, no, I get why she did this. It's a very smart. See Blanche, her reading, she knows what's going on because if she told Angelo on the phone, she's taking the risk that Angelo, before he gets to the house might actually call someone before she has time to intercept. So by having Angelo come over to the house, she's reading those mystery novels. She knows what's up. 
by the time Angela gets to the house, then she controls the situation. And oh, she I can see. say, don't call Dorothy. Don't say anything. Because if she says that over the phone, he's going to call Dorothy. Oh, you're right. That's a great point. Blanche ain't stupid. That's really great. But thank you. Unfortunately, Angelo thinks that she's called him over to seduce him. Mm. He's like, "You said, Angelo, I need you. Come over quick. Sophia's not here. Are you telling me I shaved my shoulders for nothing?" That's oh, a goodness. commitment. When someone shaves their shoulders for you, that means they mean business. Yeah, I could see that guy having hairy shoulders too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Angelo knows exactly where Guido Spirelli could be found. He's somewhere air conditioned. Yeah. Which is basically me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's like, eh, don't worry about it. I bet a Sophia's going to be a hero before the dinner. Mm-hmm. Then we see stock footage of a plane with ADR of Sophia, like, yelling at somebody to get out of the bathroom. Uh, voiceover work <laughs> for, for Still Kitty. Yes. ADR, guys. You're using these terms as if, like, regular people Automated know what... dialogue replacement. People don't That's what call it, for. it that, Carrie. People call it ADR. People in Nebraska don't say, oh... Estelle Getty did ADR there. They're voiceover. Like, Sophia just did a voiceover work about her in the bathroom. All right. <laughs> then we see stock footage of a train, then stock footage of a ferry, then Sophia on a donkey in Runyon Canyon. Yes. And then she gets into a bar that has straw on the floor and definitely is an air conditioned. Like a Lone Star restaurant where you can put the peanuts on the floor after you eat them. Love I, those restaurants. I worked at one of those. <gasps> did you really? My it, mom found a box staple on a salad there once. <laughs> A what? Yeah, we got a whole... The whole dinner was free. She found a what? A box staple. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, shit. Came out of her mouth. Oh, that's... She's like, she didn't break a tooth. I worked at Logan's Roadhouse in Savannah, Georgia on Abercorn, which was like a... It was a highway. Mm-hmm. And across from it was a, a Outback, an Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. And then down the street was a Longhorn Steakhouse. Wow. So we were competitors. There was an Olive Garden next door, but they didn't really do steak. But we used to trade bread. Anyway, I worked at a Logan's Roadhouse. And yeah, people... We had the big giant barrels of peanuts and people would eat it and then throw it on the floor. And the waitresses, the servers have to clean that shit. We have to sweep it at the end of the night. Yeah. So sometimes I would be sweeping in my section... And then somebody who was, like, working a little bit later than me, their uh, patrons, their guests, not allowed to say customers, their guests, would throw their peanut shells across the room into my section while I was sweeping it to fuck with me. Did that make you feel sad? Yeah. It made me feel very sad and mad. Peanuts are high in protein, though. Yeah, I know. You told me that after I ate a handful of your peanut Mm M&Ms. So anyway, (laughs) Sophia apologizes to Guido. Yeah. Uh, for having wronged him and, and for ruining his like, life. Forget about it. Yeah. Eh, forget about it. Which is perfect. Yeah. And then Sophia turns around and walks out of the non air conditioned space. Yeah. And then we, and then I love that the thing that makes this scene so great is the music, that sort yeah. of Italian like restaurant music that plays. Uh, it reminded me, Everybody Loves Raymond did a two-parter episode where they went to like Rome or Italy or whatever, and every single transition had that exact same music, but mm-hmm. it was like over the entire hour of an episode. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it got to be too much. Yeah, I can Sorry, see that. Sorry, Phil Rosenthal. But this, it made this very funny, yeah. where now we see everything like going in reverse, yeah. like <laughs> Sophia leaving Runyon Canyon on the donkey, uh, Sophia on the ferry, on the plane, mm-hmm. on the train, all that good stuff. Um, all right. So back to miles, back to Rose and miles. 
He's taking her to the same nice restaurant with the shrimp cocktail. He's going to try to be a better man. He's going to try to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to try to treat her. And And he says that she can order anything she wants. And she brings up the trout. And he has to look on the menu to make sure it's okay. Mm -hmm. And he winds up just ordering water. He's having such anxiety looking at this menu. I've been there, though, because I have friends. I have friends who, like, they're all like, oh, yeah, well, I'll just go out for this birthday dinner. And I barely know the person whose birthday it is. Then I have to contribute money or something. Mm -hmm. Or I'm, like, really fucking broke. And I can't, like... I can't uh, spend just $40 on like a Thursday birthday. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I know exactly what you mean. So I usually am just like, oh, cancer, can't go. Like, <laughs> it's just an excuse. You still just. Yeah. That was five years ago, H. Allen. I know. I'm still recovering. Yeah. I'm still, <laughs> you know, oh, I'm not feeling so good. No, I. it just sucks. It sucks. It, the worst. I've been there. And they did a whole Friends episode about this. But the worst is when you go out with like six people and you're like, wow, everything on this menu is like $20, 30 $40. Yeah. Um, I'll just have a side of sweet potato fries and a water. Yeah. And then everybody else is like, oh, I'll have the 32-ounce porterhouse steak um, and a bottle of your finest uh, Pinot Gris. And then the bill comes and then they're like, okay, so we should just like split it six ways. Except for the birthday girl, she doesn't have to pay anything. So let's split it yeah. five ways, and you're suddenly... You end up paying $40. You pay $40 for a side of sweet potato fries, or as Rachel, Joey, and Phoebe did for a cold cup of cucumber soup and a side salad and Joey's pizza that barely had any teeny tiny pizza. That was Phoebe. <laughs> um, yeah. So I understand Miles's anxiety. I also, if I'm, if I'm like at a bar, I go out to a restaurant or something, uh... I never want to spend like I don't like buying wine really at restaurants. Yeah, because I think about seven dollars you can get two two buck chucks for that. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like I don't I can't really tell the difference between yeah. good wine and shitty wine. So yeah, if I'm gonna spend like twelve dollars on a glass of you know yeah. red wine, I'm like yeah exactly. Yeah, I never give a fuck about food, so I'm always a little I get I get really sort of bitchy when it's like pretentious fancy food. But I will, I'll spend money on a beautiful, gorgeous cocktail that I know has a lot of things in it that like, I don't own at home. I won't even do that. I'd rather just have a LaCroix and some licorice. Mm. Oh, that sounds so good. Right? Yeah. Uh, but there's a great moment where I love Miles' slip up when he's like, uh, the waiter comes over and he's like, the lady will be having the 1850. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. The trout. The, the trout. There was something we wa- I watched recently where, where they were just, she was just like, I'll, I'll I'll have the twenty five dollars salad. Oh, it was the comeback. Uh, Lisa Kudrow was in like Palm Springs, and they didn't have the signature salad that she tried like ten years ago mm-hmm. when she was in Palm Springs when she was on that TV show. So I'm the, it. So the guy, <laughs> I'm it. So the guy is just, is just like, we don't have that salad. I don't think she's just like, I fine. I'll just have the the twenty five dollar one. I don't know. That's what I think. Ugh, we can talk about the comeback anytime you want. It's yes. my favorite show. Same. So finally, after the Golden Girls, after the Golden Girls, of course. Um, that was okay. I'm so sorry. This is the last time I'll bring up Norman Lear. Ah! But when I wanted to talk about B. Arthur, I was like, the Golden Girls is my favorite show. And he was like, you know that I didn't create that show, right? And I was like, of course I know you didn't. I was like, Susan Harris, she wrote Maud's Dilemma. Great episode of Maud. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah. Anyway. And what did he say about the Golden Girls? Uh, nothing. Then what, what was the even point <laughs> because of that? I brought up the Golden Girls. And he was like, you know, I didn't write that show, right? Huh, that's the funny part. Put it in a blog post. All right. <laughs> um, 
So anyway, Miles finally breaks down why he's been so frugal lately, which like I actually think he's been this way the whole time. But okay, Miles. Um, He said that he recently saw his doctor who said he'll probably live to be 100, but Miles only budgeted to live until he's 80. Which, you know what? That's actually very relatable, yeah, I think. Yeah, of course it is. I mean, there are so many senior citizens. I mean, they have all those, like, fidelity commercials and shit where old people are like, I didn't think I was going to live to be 83. I don't know if that's an actual commercial. It might have just been something I dreamed. But people do worry about that. Yeah. Yeah, and look at it. It's partly coming true. I mean, Miles, the actor, didn't live to be 90-something, but but Rose did, and, you know, supposedly maybe, like, after the series, they got married, and what if his money didn't last out? She's 90, what, 5 now? 96? 96. She's 96 years old. If he budgeted for both of them to live to be 80, she's fucked. Right. She's 16 years being fucked. I she know. She might be working at 7-Eleven somewhere. Yeah, or Captain Jack's Seafood Shanty. Yes! Yeah. So, Miles's fear is, is very real. Valid, is valid. It's I very mean, valid. He could have just said it, though, because that's part of what being in a relationship is about. But that's where they get, which is great. Which is great. Because Rose offers to pay for a nice meal once in a while, yeah. which, like, go, Rose. Go, Rose. Yes, absolutely. Pay your way. Um, and then Rose is like, you know, I'm sure there's some things that you don't like about me. And then he tells her she hums too much, which I, like Rose said, it's free music. I agree. But they start bickering. And then Miles is like, wait a second. You realize we've just gotten to this new point in our relationship. Total, mm-hmm. excuse me, burp honesty. Yeah. Yeah. That's just like great. you just did. You could have not said you burped. But I did. But you did because we're at a place of total honesty. We're at a place of total honesty. Godspeed. <laughs> So with this breakthrough moment, Miles decides, you know what? I'm going to treat myself. Mm -hmm. I feel like he really would have appreciated the treat yourself episode of Parks and Rec. And he asks the waiter to take away his tap water Mm -hmm. and to bring him an iced tea. (laughs) I do love iced tea. Do you think, what do you think, do you think Miles ordered anything that night? Do you think he, he started like gentle? He probably got a tiramisu. Oh, okay. You think you went the dessert route? Yeah. And I'm all about having dessert for dinner. Oh, yeah. I've gone to restaurants and just had dessert. Yeah. Yeah. I do it often. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do it often. Bring me a day-old eclairs. I mean, a lot of times, if I ever go to McDonald's, I will order a soft-serve cone, but I have to, like, I have to wait to eat. Like, I'll eat the cone first, and then I'll eat the food. Oh, yeah. Because it could melt. Yeah, it could melt. Yeah. Yeah. It's practical. So, uh, back at home. Back at home. Dorothy reappears. Dorothy comes back from a to, trip. To complete her. Delightful trip. She's wearing a. minute and 30 seconds of on-screen time. You called time. it Barney. I called it a Joker the outfit. Joker, it's yeah. Purple, purple and, and green, green and black. And it's just perfect. Yeah. It's an he, umbrella coat. Here's something <laughs> that I thought was very interesting. When Dorothy yeah. gets home and she's kind of talking about her trip, she says um, that she gambled and lost $4. And she has a gambling addiction. She gambled. Yeah. Whole episode about that. Mm-hmm. So what if that's a trigger for all of those gambling addicts that watch that episode and related to Dorothy Spornak having that addiction, then all of a sudden they casually throw it back in there. Just all willy-nilly. millions of people go back and lose their homes because they oh, have gosh. a gambling addiction. I oh, know. My I went goodness. there. I went all the way there. I went to that dark goodness place. Goodness gracious. But that is careless writing, and that's the seventh season. Oof. Anyway. I was concerned for Dorothy. Speaking of concerned, she was concerned about where her mother is mm-hmm. because Rose was stressing her out. Yeah. Yeah. 
But then all of a sudden, Sophia walks in the door. Well, I'm back for my walk to the mailbox. <laughs> Which is just like... Which Dorothy would have seen her if all she was doing was walking to the end of the driveway. But okay, Sophia. Not if she was hiding in the bushes. But that's not what she said. She said she was walking down to the mailbox. We don't know. Maybe she dropped something in the bushes. Uh, anyway, then she goes up to Dorothy and she smells her and goes, you've been with a man, haven't you? And Dorothy's like... Great callback. Yes. Yes, I have. Um... <laughs> And then, because, uh, you know, Dorothy was like, eh, maybe, you know, eh, Blanche's ear is soft blah, on blah, Blanche blah, blah. taking care yeah. of her mother. And then she's all like, oh, well, you know, when push comes to shove, Blanche really does prove herself capable. Mm-hmm. You know, where is she anyway? Cut to Blanche on Runyon Canyon yeah, on a donkey. On a donkey. Um, there's also a great uh, line where Sophia goes, Blanche was all over me like a cheap slut. And Rose is like, I think you mean suit. Dorothy's like, not necessarily. <laughs> Great joke. Uh, and, and then we then, end with the credits on Blanche and, and Uncle Guido. And Uncle Guido. Um, He's someone's Guido, uncle. And Guido, Guido dancing. dancing. Uh, fun fact. This is the only episode to have video footage under the credits rather than a picture of Dorothy, Blanche, and Rose from a scene oh, within the episode. Interesting. Yeah. So this instead of it freezing and the music kicking yeah, yeah, on, yeah. yeah, the credits were over them dancing. Well, that's a that's that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then and he's kind of humming and singing and it's really it's sweet. Cute. It's very yeah. sweet. Yeah. I wonder if I can imagine that Blanche, like that's their rusty anchor, right? Mm-hmm. Like whatever Sicilian village they're in. Yeah. Like I imagine that Blanche was probably, cause like, you know, Blanche, you know, got on a train and a ferry and a plane and all that shit to get there. Yeah. Uh, so I imagine that she stayed and maybe like sang a couple, you know, maybe sang a couple songs, put that yeah. red dress on with her heels. Yeah. And, yeah. That's had herself a good time yeah. before she turned around and went home. What an expensive trip yeah for those two women to both have taken i mean what do you think how much would that cost to go there i don't know in 1991 you said a thousand dollars yeah maybe yeah wow but good on blanche i mean blanche went after her and good on rose's credit limit yes (laughs) you know oh man she's not gonna be able to pay for that dinner though (laughs) No, her card's gonna be declined denied yeah. Well, I guess if Sophia has it, she won't be able to use it. That's sweet. Oh, uh, golden right. takeaways? Mm, you go first. Okay. My golden takeaway from this episode is Blanche is looking so high and tight. She is just yeah. looking fierce as fuck, and it's inspiring I me. I love a tight Blanche. Yes, <laughs> I do. I have a thing for a tight Blanche, and I think she's inspiring me to be tight and high. Wait, high and tight. And so I'm going to um, go on a diet. I love a tight Blanche with yes. cast iron pecs and Ew. thighs that could choke a bear. You took it too far. Sorry. Yeah. What's your golden takeaway? My golden takeaway <laughs> is going to be um, to eat more Italian pastries. Like Interesting. Like eclairs and cannoli. Um, and these Italian cookies that my grandma used to make that have... Um, uh, Star anus or star anise, depending on who you ask. Anus, star anus. Or star anus if you're 12. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's these little Italian cookies with like the white frosting and the um, rainbow sprinkles on top. You guys might oh, know I've what I'm talking about. Them. Yeah. yeah, they're also at a lot of Jewish delis. Oh, are they? Yeah, they have something like it. Oh, yeah. anyway, I just, I now very much would like any Claire. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm making matzo ball soup tonight. That's all I can do for you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Maybe Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's yes, what we'll do. Yes, that's what we will do. That's what we'll do. Um, oh. Well, that was fun. This is a fun episode. Yeah, it was a fun episode. I'm so glad we finally got to, I feel like we've been waiting so long to get to Fasten Your Seatbelt, Slut Puppies. Because it's, it's like moment. in our Twitter bio. Yeah. Um, if you guys are listening along and following with the episodes that we're watching, next week we will be watching Room 7. Which is when uh, Blanche uh, goes to Atlanta and handcuffs herself to the radiator. You have to take me with it. Yeah. Yeah. The house. It's, yes. It's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. Um, yeah. It is a good also, one. Also, um, Sophia jumps off a balcony in that episode. She does. Great episode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you guys like what you heard, which we hope you do, you can follow us on the social medias at the Facebooks and the Twitter. It's Golden Girls Pod on Facebook and it's um, Golden Girls Podcast on Twitter. No, wait, I got at that wrong. Golden Girls Pod on Pod Twitter. Pod on Twitter and then Facebook Golden Girls Podcast. Yes. Yes. Very good. Thank and you. Thank you guys. Keep sending us like messages and comments and it's always wonderful to talk to you guys on it's social a pure media. It's delight. Yes. So, and apologies if we haven't been as strong on social media lately. Carrie's been with Norman Lear for I've the been past with year. Her, me and Norm. Yeah. Uh, my computer, my laptop, my hard drive broke. So I've, I haven't, I've been doing everything on my phone. So. Welcome um, to 2000. 2018. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, you guys are the best. Yeah. And if you want to make a donation to the podcast, you can go to outofthelanai.com slash donate. You can also just go there and check out all kinds of fun things. And I'm H. Allen Scott on everything. And I am Squid Eat Squid on Twitter and Squidzy on Instagram. And you guys can still watch me on the IMDb show. New episodes air every Thursday. You can go to imdb.com mm-hmm. or imdb.com slash show. Uh, last week we had Judd Apatow. This week we have Patton Oswalt on the show, um, yeah. who was absolutely lovely. It was yeah. a good time. And you can watch my new show on Craigslist. Um, it's <laughs> Missed Connections. You can go there and <laughs> so see if you can find me. <laughs> who'd, you, who'd you have on last week? <laughs> oh, I can't say. Yeah, keep it private. Um, uh, John Cusack. Wow. Okay, guys. And remember, as always, stay, stay golden. golden.